Hey guys, this is Mindcast with your host, Kevin Seaman, where we talk about what's going on in your head. Thank you for joining us. This is your host, Kevin Seaman. In this 24th episode of Mindcast, I'd like to introduce you to an approach I've used to be more successful more often. It's called strategic discipline. I first became aware of the term strategic discipline from an author and business expert, Jim Collins. Jim Collins wrote a book entitled Good to Great. It occurred to me almost immediately that I was and had been for a considerable period of time practicing the habit of strategic discipline without even realizing it. In fact, I started applying the approach of strategic discipline when I first began training the combat arts. It was blatantly apparent to me that if I was going to develop any skill at all and strengthen my body to a point where it was proficient, I would have to develop a regimen that instituted consistency, growth, and a drive or passion for what I wanted. To do this, I would have to be self-disciplined, which meant it was self-imposed, self-regulated, and self-managed. This would also mean I would have to interrupt patterns that I have developed growing up that involved impulsive behavior, which as a teenager was my modus operandi and pretty well established in my character at that point in life. Huh, that explains a lot. When I first began attempting to self-discipline my schedule and actions in my personal life, I lacked any real template. Once this became obvious, I used my regimen from boxing as sort of a structural template. If I were going to be successful, I would need to implement three basics of strategic discipline. A goal, a plan, and a way to measure performance. Since those days, I've pretty much just adopted this as a methodology in anything I'm really serious about accomplishing. It's allowed me the opportunity to operate my own business quite successfully in a field that is not traditionally thought of from a business perspective, education. Here are my four must-haves you need to apply the science of strategic discipline to your everyday life and your career in order to accomplish your target objective. Number one, your goal. You have to know what you want. Sounds simple, right? Yet the research I've done states that less than 5% of people actually know what they want and have a clear written goal of that. And if that's not crazy enough, Less than 20% of people living in the United States have a goal that is not written. In other words, a goal in their head. I've got a shocker for you. If you have a goal in your head, but you haven't been committed enough to establish that goal in written form, that's not a goal. It's a daydream. When you write something down, it's reviewed in your mind three times. When you initially learn or think about it, when you think to write it, and when you reflect on the words and see them with your eyes on the paper. Writing something down is what's known as a neuromuscular activity. That initial transition from thought to materially transcribed is when it is in its infancy. As that written goal is developed into a plan, it is in its early stages of growth. This is one of the most important aspects of success to know what you want, 
and to record that in writing. Number two, you need a plan. Once this target is sighted in on, a plan of action needs to be developed on how you will hit it. This is as well a neglected part of the protocol for success by most people. Their plan is not well thought out. I like what Dr. Stephen Covey says, begin with the end in mind. If everything went just exactly how you hoped it would be, where would it ultimately lead you? One of my favorite sayings is, be careful what you wish for. Is your end result, whether it be personal or career oriented, what you really want? I mean, really, really want. Is this how you pictured it? Did your end result manifest in the way you planned? Or did it end up differently because you did not plan? This is why a plan is so absolutely crucial. Another key element in planning is flexibility. What? I thought you just told me I needed to have a well-thought-out plan. I know, right? But here's the thing. The plan must also involve what's known as KPIs, or Key Performance Indicators. What the heck is that? Well, a key performance indicator is a measure of performance over a specific period of time for a specific objective. Sort of like the needle on your gas gauge of your car. But instead of going down, you're looking to see if it goes up. And if it does, why? And how can you replicate it and make it sustainable? That's where the key element of flexibility comes in. Here's a really simple analogy to help you better understand what I mean. If a sailboat leaves the harbor and wants to land at a specific port of call, it will need to use a chart and a compass. As it embarks, it will have winds change direction and the ocean currents pushing it off course. It must be flexible in its adjustments and find its way back on course regardless of where it may be diverted to as it moves. When you have a plan, you'll be pushed by outside forces as well and sometimes thrown off course. Life is like that and there's a very good chance that you'll get bumped off course a few times. So in addition to that goal and plan, You'll need a method of measuring progress. First, ask yourself, what do you want to achieve? Develop your plan to obtain that. Then think about how you can measure your progress towards that goal. Remember before when I mentioned key performance indicators? Your KPI is a number or measure that indicates whether you're getting closer or not. Kind of like a net profit margin. If your plan needs reevaluation, be flexible and then adjust accordingly. You may just need to adjust your priorities. In business, if your net profit is waning, it's usually due to a couple of key indicators. Either your cash flow is down or your expenses are up. Sometimes, due to market pressures and changes, it's not feasible to increase your cash flow, but it is possible to decrease your expenditures. And these expenses are part of the key equations that make up your net profit. At this point, you're probably thinking, how am I supposed to do that? I'm not a business, I'm a person. Here's how. Be critical of how you spend your time. Once it's gone, it's gone forever. Evaluate who you spend your time with and doing what. Everyone needs a little downtime, but if that creates compromise in your life objective, ask yourself if it's worth it and why. Live on a thread. 
Living on a thread was what you probably got really good at when you were in college or just starting out in your life. You cut expenses now so you could enjoy yourself later. Just say no. Learning to say no is one of the most empowering things a person can do. Say no to that coffee that's calling your name at the drive-thru five times a week or buying lunch out all the time. Say no to hanging out late at night when you have things to accomplish that are more important in the large scheme of things and to be more productive in your life. Say no to sleep deprivation by better planning your social life and your sleep habits. Say no to blowing off your workout or being known as the one who's never on time. Say no to watching hours of mindless TV instead of doing something to improve your relationships or your knowledge base. These are all expenses that depreciate the bottom line in your life. That's the core function of strategic discipline, knowing how to say no to what's tearing you down and yes to what's giving you life. Number three, get passionate. To build passion and motivation, you will need to learn everything you can find on who, what, where, how, and why in relation to your focused objective or intent. Information is power. If you lack complete understanding, how can you possibly succeed? The more you know about something, the closer that puts you in alignment as being one of the experts in that field. As you build your understanding, your passion accelerates. That drive is what makes you stand out from a career perspective. But also, very importantly, it gives you the sustained motivation to continuously improve and reinforces your personal growth. Here's a quote from my book, The Winning Mindset on Passion and Desire. The strongest leverage for all achievement is passion and desire. Weak desires bring weak results. Strong desires produce powerful results. The most difficult person to stop is that person with a burning desire. When you believe and think, I can, something extraordinary happens. You activate a part of your brain called the reticular cortex. This small human bio-instrument immediately begins searching for all the possible ways for you to be successful. This creates drive, motivation, commitment, and excitement. These qualities all directly relate to your success, and the opportunities will disclose themselves. Number four, be disciplined. Everything we are at this very moment in time is a result of each and every decision we have made in our life up until now. If we don't like the answer, it's time for us to ask better questions. I had a friend of mine say something I found very interesting. It went something like this. I could never do martial arts. I feel like the discipline it takes sort of makes you a prisoner. It takes away your freedom. If you want to do something, your self-discipline takes away your freedom because you make yourself be a certain way. I smiled at my friend Jeff and said, you know what? I don't feel that way at all. In fact, self-discipline is what gives me a great life. It allows me to pursue the things I love. And it gives me gratitude for those things when I get to enjoy them. It helps me enjoy the vitality and health that comes with the disciplined choices to eat right, 
get the rest and relaxation, and stay in shape. I have fantastic adventures and vacations with the money I save by not acting impulsively. It gives me so much more energy because I discipline myself to use my body and mind to improve my body and mind. I actually use my self-imposed discipline to make my life better. And because of that, I enjoy more freedom, not less. Here's a great quote from Anthony Robbins. If we change our frame of reference by looking at the same situation from a different point of view, we can change the way we respond in life. We can change our representation or perception about anything and in a moment change our emotional states and behaviors. So what is self-discipline? According to Google, self-discipline is the ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weaknesses. The ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite temptations to abandon it. I think it goes much deeper than that. I think that self-discipline is also about taking responsibility for your personal actions and impulses. This responsibility helps keep you in check. It reminds you that for every action you commit, there are consequences, sometimes positive and sometimes negative for those actions. In strategic discipline, you do what you do to better achieve your ultimate goals and improve your outcome by allowing you to stay focused on your goals. Using strategic discipline enables you to stay in control of yourself for your best interest and appropriate your reaction to a given situation. Sometimes that means moving out of your comfort zone to achieve that. This means making adjustments and commitments to the priorities you have committed to as goals for your own greater good. This directly correlates to your health and fitness goals, your financial and career goals, your family and relationship goals, and anything you want to accomplish sustainably in your life. I read something the other day that uh, was sent to me by a friend. It went something like this. Comfort is like a drug. When you get used to it, it becomes very addicting. If you give a weak person consistent stimulation, good food, and constant entertainment, they'll throw all their dreams and ambitions right out the window. They'll feel the comfort and safety of doing nothing outside of that comfort zone. The comfort zone is where your dreams go to die. A culture of discipline is not a principle of business. It's a principle of greatness. Jim Collins. Now, in order for us to succeed in the first place, we must possess, in most cases, a certain level of ability to accomplish what we set out to do. However, most people don't fail because they lack the skills or aptitude to reach their objective. They fail because they simply don't believe that they can succeed. They give up. You see, their limiting beliefs determine their outcome. Our belief in ourselves in reference to success and failure is the irrefutable key to unlock our outcome. Your belief in yourself, your capability, and your belief in your ultimate success is what will keep you on your path in the long term. As I've stated several times in these podcasts, your belief with emotion and conviction becomes your reality. For more in-depth understanding of how our beliefs dictate our direction in life, check out Mindcast number two, 
what you believe becomes your reality. So in this regard, if you see failure as an end, you've been defeated. If you see failure as a part of the natural progression towards success, you have the opportunity to use it to actually help you succeed on a level beyond your wildest dream. It's really all part of the process. The most successful people I've ever met try to live each day in a state of constant and never-ending improvement. Limitations live only in our minds. If we use our imagination, if we really focus, our possibilities become endless. Okay, to review, there are three basic components necessary to implement, utilize, and apply strategic discipline. You need a goal, a plan, and a way to measure performance. Write that down. Remember what I said about writing important stuff down? When you do that, you've taken your first step to your goal to use strategic discipline as a tool for your future. The best approach to using strategic discipline is to build it as a strong and consistent habit. Do a little each day until it becomes part of your lifestyle. Try it for 30 days, and if your results don't blow the cap off your cranium, I'd be shocked. I know that just like me, you only have so much time in your day. So thank you for tuning into Mindcast and being an important part of my listening audience. Thank you for your interest in your personal development. And it is my hope that you will integrate some of the coaching tools I give you in these episodes into your life. If you're enjoying these episodes of Mindcast, share them with your friends. And don't forget to subscribe. It works as a great reminder so you never miss an episode. Have an outstanding day and enjoy your life to the fullest. I'm going to leave you with this inspiring line from Steven Tyler of Aerosmith. It's amazing. In the blink of an eye, you finally see the light. Until next time, this is Kevin Seaman, and this is Mindcast. Mindcast.